And here we are with another episode of the Divergence Podcast. Here with your host, Keddy, and... Yep, it's B. And today we have another slew of topics for you today. I guess to start it off is with the final Halloween update for me. End of an era, man. It really is. I mean, I went through all of October <laughs> watching Scary, so to the point... I think the night before Halloween, I basically had a dream of my own Halloween special. Wait, what? <laughs> yeah. So, I didn't tell anybody this. I told Tali about my dream because it was, it was fucking insane. But she, she even told me, it's like, you basically had your own Halloween special in your dream. And I'm like, yeah, I think, like, October Halloween stuff definitely took a toll on me. Uh, basically, in my dream, I'm with my you got my friends and my family, and I'm trying to, like... Hey, that's me. Yeah, trying to solve a fucking murder mystery here. <laughs> Like, people are fucking dying. <clears throat> and, like, it was, like, it was a, a good, like, mixture of, like, very serious and, like, very, like, what's... Even your fucking dreams are so dramatic. Like, it's serious and, like, I don't know, have you ever watched the show Psych? No, but I know what you're talking about. Yeah, so it's, it's kind of like a mixture of that. And basically, I found out that this killer, the murderer, wanted me to meet them at this one, like, area. And the reason I found out is because the way, um... I guess the way the bodies were lined up. And like, what? Yeah, like, yeah, the way the way the bodies were lined up in my dream, and like, I realized that these people's like last names and like some of the mix of last names and first. You names. left a fucking coded message for yes. you and bodies in your dream. Your brain does not work like a normal human's. No, it does not. This is why I don't. This is exactly why I stay away from this kind of stuff. Oh no! You, we've always said it, and we'll say it again. You are one accident away from being a supervillain, and this is why. So. Basically, the way the bodies were lined up was, like, some were, like, stacked, like, horizontally, and other ones were perpendicular to that. And then just, people were just like, what does it mean? And then I looked at the names, and I'm like, I'm like it's like, I was just like, it's a mixture of the first and last names that are street names. I was like, if you go with the horizontal ones, those are, like, the north-south north, ones. If you go with the perpendicular ones, those are east What? West. And I was like, and they all correlate on this one point. I think it was, like, Augusta and, like... Washington that they wanted me to like meet at. What a weird intersection. Yeah, it's all weird. Is it at Wells Park? <laughs> I don't know where that is. I think that's over by Wells Park. I I really have no clue where that is. So. Jesus Christ, Kev. Yeah, like that's how I figured out. You're not allowed to watch any more movies, dude. <laughs> You're so, worrying me. <laughs> so to keep my dream going, basically, like everyone. But the thing is, like I guess with me, like cutesy and like humory, was like, everyone in fucking Halloween costumes. Oh shit. great. Yeah. So glad we're bringing some joy into this <laughs> serial killer fantasy of yours, you psychopath. Like, everyone's in Halloween costumes. I think I'm, like, dressed up in, like, some superhero shit, because I have, like, a cape and everything. Of course you are. Solving murder mysteries <laughs> as a superhero. Your goddamn yeah. fantasy come true. You just want to be Batman so bad. <laughs> Who doesn't want to be Batman? And... I love my parents. I'd like to not be Batman. <laughs> Uh, basically, we, we, it correlates at this house. Everyone goes into the house. I don't know why everyone's following me at this one. It's like we're fucking chasing a murderer. Uh, we're all in there. We're all looking. And there's, like, there's, a, there's a blackout. Everything goes dark. And I'm just like t- telling everyone, like, hold on. Everyone, make sure everyone is alive. Like, Make sure you're all accounted for. Uh, one of my cousins gets stabbed. No! Which one of your 35 cousins? <laughs> 35 million. Uh, my cousin Raquel gets stabbed. No! Not Raquel. She gets stabbed. But she lives. And she lives. You know, oh, like, She's a tough one. Yeah. Like, she just got stabbed in the side right here. <laughs> Only stabbed in the side. Yeah. Just a flesh wound. <laughs> um, and then the person runs away, and then I see another person who's also gets stabbed, and I'm thinking, like, I was like, I was like, you weren't with us before, but I'm just like, maybe, you, I don't know, you're just an innocent bystander. But then that person disappears. And then we get, someone gets a phone call, and... That's I, literally straight out of Scream when they stab themselves to, like... Pretend like they were just part of the victims. Yeah, but like they, they, they disappear, they go away basically. And then we get a phone call. And I realize that it's it, one, it was weird to me because like I get the phone call on like those old school Nokia cell phones. Classic. Yeah. And then like the killer was telling me that they got a, they got away with it. And I'm just thinking, I was like, no, no, no. It's like, I know exactly who you are. And like I basically like named the killer. Who was it? I don't know, some person named Natalie. Natalie, you bitch! Yeah, I don't know. I really, I really don't know why this name came to my head, but that's what I said in my dream. And Do we even know a Natalie? I don't know, actually. Okay. So all you Natalie's out there, stay away. Um, and then 
basically that's who I find out who did it. And then like they're trying to get like they're saying no, they're gonna get away with it. And I'm just like no no no. It's like I figured you out. And I was like you're not gonna get away with it. And I basically I try to play to their ego that you know it's like you're gonna get fucking caught. Like I call them out basically, and I think like what it, is it like dream? bothers them so it bothers them so much that they they get like you know they got found out that they was like they try one more time to like fucking get at me or something like that. <laughs> okay, then here's here's the real kicker part of my dream. Oh, yeah, because it was normal up until now. <laughs> it's like I'm running down the street on, like, the block of my parents' house, basically. Okay. Think of it like, think of it like fucking autumn night, fucking weed. Oh, set the scene yeah. for me, baby. Autumn night, leaves are blowing in the wind, you know, all the colorful orange and red and all that shit. And in order to, like, get to my parents' house faster, I'm running down, and I jump up, and I hold my cape up, and I fucking... <laughs> <hold you. laughs> You little flying squirrel mode. Like in You Super, went to Nuki Super Mario? No, not to Nuki Super Mario. Like in Super Mario World where he has a cape and he just like kind of like uses the running wind to like basically make himself <laughs> look. That's what I remember doing in my dream to fly down the block fast. <laughs> I love this so much. <laughs> uh, but I, and then that's where my dream ends. That's, that, I woke up after that. Because how do you top that? My how, alarm, do you, my how do you top Kate Mario? That. I don't know. You don't top Kate Mario. My alarm went off after that, and I don't know what happened in the end. But yeah. We'll never know. Natalie gets away with it. Maybe. How I mean, as soon as I woke Natalie? up, I had, I had to tell Tali about this. Oh, God. That's insane. great. That's great. But this is also why I don't watch a lot of scary stuff. Like yeah, you're not allowed to watch any more movies, my guy. Uh, but I guess to continue with my final update is... I did watch. Oh right, on, that's how it started. On Halloween, I did watch uh, the new movie by Henry Selleck. Uh, for those who are not familiar with Henry Selleck, he directed the movies such as Coraline and The Night Remember Before Christmas. A lot of people think it was Tim Burton, but no, it was Henry Selleck. Okay. Uh, but Wait, what's the new movie? Uh, Wendell and Wild. What? It's it's on Netflix. I know last week we were talking about how like Netflix doesn't have a lot of stuff, but this is one of the decent stuff that they have. Stop motion. Uh, movie. Stop motion so fucking impressive to it's me. It's very impressive. It's like fucking incredible. Um, it was produced by Jordan Peele. He's also voices one of the characters in the movie. Oh, cool. Along with Keegan-Michael Key. Those two. Yeah. Soulmates. They're both in the movie. Uh, it's a great movie, actually. Fucking fantastic film. I definitely recommend everyone to watch it. Hmm. It really does fit into the Halloween spirit, I guess. I mean, Wendell- it doesn't take laser in Halloween. Wendell and Wild? Yeah, Wendell and Wild. It's on Netflix. Okay. Stop motion. Check definitely it check it out. Check it out, folks. <laughs> I would rate it like 8 out of 10. Let us know if you're a Wendell or a Wild. <laughs> those are the names of the demons. Oh, shit. Let, definitely let us know if you're one of those. <laughs> Natalie. Uh, but great film. Great film. Uh, really happy for Henry Selig, though, to get back into making films. Who's been out of the game for a minute? Uh, he's been out of the game for a minute. Uh, I know like, a couple of his projects got like canceled. or like. Well, dude, stop motion. It's such a pain in the ass. I mean, yeah, it's such a pain in the ass. I mean, this is his first film since Coraline, and Coraline came out like years ago. Oh, wow. Okay, yeah. so it's been a minute. Okay. Yeah, definitely been a minute, but the man has not lost his touch. Yeah. Well, I mean, those movies take so long to make. They really do, and I guess it kind of sucks for him because everyone thinks Tim Burton did The Nightmare Before Christmas, but no. How was Tim Burton involved in that movie, then? He produced the movie. Okay. That makes sense. Yeah, he produced the movie because he was, I guess, he really liked the characters that Henry Selig did. Okay. So that, that's pretty much about it, but what else did I watch? What was... Um, oh, I watched another movie with the problematic uh, Casey Affleck. What are you talking about? He's never done a th- bad thing in his life. <laughs> oh, my God. Done everything bad. But basically, it's called a, go- a go- it's called the Ghost Story. A Ghost Story? Yeah. Cool. Uh, Is this a recent movie? It's, it was like 2017, I think. Eh, recent-ish. Maybe older. I don't remember. But basically, it one, it caught my attention because, like, he's, like, covered in a bedsheet kind of style of a ghost, basically. Just the two black eyes poking out. What? Yeah, it's it's a very interesting movie. I definitely recommend anyone to watch it. It's very interesting. I don't want to spoil too much about it. But basically, he, I guess, you know, he is, like, a pianist who's living in with his wife. And, like, I guess he, towards the, I don't want to spoil it, but just definitely check it out. It's worth checking out. Okay. Is, is, is it? This sounds kind of funny. Is it a comedy? It's a little bit. I mean, to me, it was a little bit funny, but. But it's a horror movie, and he's it, just straight up. It's not scaring people. I think it's more like. I don't know how to. It's not horror, but it it is like I guess. Supernatural. I don't know how to how to explain. It's okay. not. There's nothing scary about it. You're you're you've piqued my interest. I am checking this out. There's nothing scary about it. I guess I could say, but. Okay. It's just it was interesting because it was like a ghost movie. I guess. Like his ghost. 
the movie Ghost? Is that scary? But it has to do with ghosts. I don't know. There's demons in that movie. And it's men questioning demons. their sexuality with Patrick Swayze. Talk about yourself. Mm. Patrick Swayze was my mom's my favorite actor. Yeah, he's amazing. I wonder. I, I wonder. Would you watch Dirty Dancing the other day? Just because I miss watching him. You know the guy who directed Hocus Pocus did the choreograph for uh, Dirty Dancing. Word. Yeah, Kenny Ortega. My guy, what a champion! Yeah, he didn't come to direct the second Hocus Pocus movie, which obviously you can tell because of drop in quality. Uh, the one who did the second Hocus Pocus movie, she directed like Twenty Seven Dresses and a bunch of other shit. So I'm just like, which was not a great movie. Yeah, it's alright. Hey, James Marsden's in it. That's about it. I love James Marsden. He deserves a lot more credit. Dude, he's awesome. Cyclops himself. Yeah. And, and he's in Sonic. And Scott. <laughs> Says name Scott in those movies in Sonic. We're gonna say yes because Cuddy has see. a really confused. I don't remember. I can't recall his name. I just, I just Donut Lord just comes to my fucking head. Donut Lord. Fair enough. But anyways, yeah. Kenny Ortega has quite the impressive resume, if you check out his stuff. Um, basically, this guy, anything this guy touches turns to gold. Nobody puts Baby in a corner. Yeah, he goes into the High School Musical series. Word? Yeah. Damn, this guy's all over the place. Yeah, and then, I don't, I mean, obviously, I can, I can see why he didn't come for the second one, seeing the second Hocus Pocus movie. But I feel like if he was asked to have some input in it, it would have been a lot better. Probably. I mean, I not probably. Most definitely would have been better because this guy, anything he touches, turns to fucking gold. So I believe it. I also have not seen this new Hocus Pocus movie, but I can't imagine it's good. Yeah, it's alright. It exists. It exists. That's, that's all I need. That's about it. it it's exists. a nostalgia grab, like every other sequel we've seen thirty years after the movie that came out. Yeah. I guess, and then also the last thing I saw, which I told you about, but I don't know if you watched or not, was Simpsons did a Death Note parody. Yeah. What the hell was that about? That was fucking nuts. That I haven't crazy. seen like, it, but just some... like. High quality animation right there. They are literally, they're just doing things at this point. They're like Shaquille O'Neal. He's just out here doing stuff. I mean, it was a Treehouse of Horror episode, which I always love the Treehouse of yeah, Horror. Yeah, they're always good. They're always good because I feel like this is the one that they get to branch out and try different things. And nothing they do, like, is canon, so they yeah. can just do silly stuff. But, like, my God, the animation in that segment was oof. I gotta check that out, man. It's That's really good. so weird to me. Like it's it's really weird. Like to who see. decided they were just gonna do that? I don't know. Probably someone. There, probably someone. There's a fucking anime fan. There's just a random to... staff writer who's just like, I don't know. We're out of ideas. We've been on the air for three hundred years. I mean, they probably hired some young people, and they're probably just like, you know what'd be really good if we pay. What do these young bucks like these days? That animes? Yeah, I mean, seeing Homer in like a realistic form was kind of off-putting, but it definitely worked. Well, yeah. Remember when they did the. There was one episode. It might have been a Treehouse Horror, actually, where they go to the human world. Oh, they're like the CGI Homer? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And it's super creepy. It didn't look that bad. It was pretty good. I didn't like it. Uncanny uh, Valley. Not quite. But it's really good. Um, I guess the premise of the episode is Lisa kills Mr. Burns <gasps> with the death note. <laughs> yeah. Is Lisa Light Yagami? Lisa is Light Yagami. What? Hold on, hold on. So she kills Mr. Burns, and then... Uh, Ryuk, who I think is is supposed to be Mo. Okay. Uh, tells him it's like you can't just kill one. He's like you got to take down the whole board of the, this evil corporation. Oh so no. She's just like, okay. She's just like it's just one evil corporation. It's like I just got to write out all these different deaths. And like for all those who watch Death Note, if you guys remember the potato chip scene, I've literally never watched it, but I just know enough about okay. it. So basically, the potato chip scene is like in order to alleviate him of suspicion from the police that he's uh, he's Kira is that he's supposed to be studying while eating, like, a bag of chips, basically. So, and Light Yagami is, like, some ambidextrous dude, like, fucking super genius, and he's writing with his right hand and reaching into the bag of chips with his other hand, but inside the bag of chips, there's a slip of paper that was ripped off the death note, and he has, like, a small pencil there, and write, that's how he writes the names of the people he's going to kill, so that way it doesn't look like the killing stopped while he's studying, so... And it's fucking hilarious because like he just writes the name, pulls out and just like dramatically says, and like, and I eat a chip. Just <laughs> definitely check it out. I'm pretty sure the scene's on YouTube, and they copy the scene in The Simpsons, and like down to the fucking music, which I just fucking lost my mind over. Dude, I want chips now. You made me hungry, you bastard. We'll, just, we'll get lunch after this, or dinner. I don't know what the fuck this is. Called. It's too late. I'm just gonna be sad and hungry. But definitely worth checking out. It's a fucking phenomenal. I think they did a good job with that parody. But Interesting. What fucking 
threw me over the fucking edge was who they made L. Uh, Barney. Bart Simpson was L. <laughs> okay, sure. But I was just like, holy shit. It was crazy. Definitely check I out. I mean, he is El Barto, so. I feel like, actually, I feel like all the Fox shows with the recent, like, you know, Halloween specials, they all really killed it, actually. Even Family Guy. Family Guy, I think this season, I've been watching it, <clears throat> has probably been their best season in fucking years. I'm shocked that show's still on the air. It's been their best season in fucking years. And I think they actually, in, the, in their Halloween episode, they actually uh, did a callback to, I like, guess, the original version of Peter Griffin. Um, I don't know if you remember when Seth MacFarlane premiered a cartoon called Larry and Steve on Cartoon Network. Vaguely? He he introduced this cartoon like he was sitting like in a chair over a fireplace reading a book and he like nope. talking about yeah. Um, some people out there know, but if you look it up, Larry and Steve, I think it might be available on YouTube. It's just like him and a dog, which is like the prototype of Brian. Prototype of Brian okay. and. Uh, and basically Peter Griffin, basically. And, like, I guess Peter gets haunted by his ghost. Every, he, like, reverts back to, like, these different, like, versions of himself. Like, it's, like, the current version, then the old 90s art style of Peter Griffin. Huh. And then he reverts to Larry. And then Larry finally reverts into Fred, which I guess was, like, the basis for what Peter Griffin's personality is based off of. Huh. Like, Fred Flintstone. Oh, okay. Yeah. Bonnie. Yeah. And it's funny because I know for the longest time Seth MacFarlane has been wanting to do like a Flintstones cartoon. Well, he got his start, I think, as a Hanna Barbera animator. I don't know about that, but that that's pretty interesting. Actually, that so. that was one of like his first gigs that got him into animation. Yeah, I mean, I know a lot of people don't like Seth MacFarlane. I still think he's he's pretty talented because like his what's voice, wrong with him? He's a great singer. Yeah, he's a great he's singer. Entertainer. I love the Orville. Yeah. like he's good. He's good. I just feel like Family Guy gets a lot of flack. Yeah, but he left that show like a decade ago. He did. It's not even his legacy anymore at this point. Really not. I feel like he turned all his focus on uh, American Dad, so. Which is great. I like okay, American, American Dad. Dad's hilarious. American Dad, and then he's doing a bunch of other stuff. He did A Million Ways to Die in the West. Yeah. I mean, which I thought was an underrated movie. I, I, I really like... It. It's funny. It's I'm good. Sure, yeah. I mean, a lot of people don't like him. I'm, I'm <clears> I, I still feel like he does have an offer a lot. Yeah, there's nothing wrong with him. But, like I said, yeah, the def- the Halloween specials for, like, the Fox animated series, I think, have been on point this year. Okay. The best the best I've seen in a while, basically. But, you know, that's pretty much all for my Halloween update. Definitely check out Wendell and Wild and A Ghost Story. Um, really good to watch. Are you a Wendell or are you wild? I think I'm more of a cat. What? The main character's named Cat in the movie. Oh, I was going to say, girl, you wild, so... Yeah, it, it, that movie definitely dives into a lot of like serious topics and like makes you question a lot of stuff. But it's also very, very touching. It is just like oof. Which is what's leading to your elaborate nightmares. So maybe let's cut it out. No, never. <laughs> I actually had that nightmare before I watched the movie, so it doesn't count. Yeah. I guess I'll you know on to our next topic. We're very much Henry Cavill fans here, so Henry Cavill leaves the Witcher series. He was committed to Netflix seven seasons plan, but his one condition was never met. <clears throat> And fans feel that that is one of the reasons he left the role. I mean, others might say it's because, you know, he came back as Superman. But I really think, like, he really did want to commit to the role of Gerald of Rivia, but he couldn't because the writers apparently hated the lore and, like, source material for the Witcher series. Which, we talked about this last episode, too. Like, he only wants to be part of projects that he is a fan of. And the entire writer's room just didn't like the source material. They didn't like the games. They didn't like the books. It, like, it's fucking insane to me. It's like, how are you going to work on a series like this and not like appreciate the source material? It seems or even read up on it. So foreign to me that like you would be working on a project. I mean, like I guess a job is a job, so like whatever to them. But yeah, no, I hundred percent agree with him. Like if yeah, <clears throat> he said in like season two, I only have one rule, and it's that I want to. Work on a project. Yeah, like I want to make it more book accurate and stuff like that. Like I want to actually work on a project I'm passionate about, and everyone around him just shit on it. And that's insane to me how you can run a show with people who don't even like the source material. Yeah, because I think I guess the book version of Gerald is not this like fucking brooding mean ass motherfucker that we see in the TV series. Yeah. Yeah, I think he's more philosophical and like open to like a bunch of different stuff, basically. Yeah, I mean, even playing the games, he's. A little bit more like lighthearted than the TV show and stuff like that, but yeah, like to just not even. It, it, all they had to do 
was give half a fuck to keep their star actor. And now it's going to be Liam Hemsworth. Yeah, Liam Hemsworth is taking up the deal. Which just does not have the same impact to me. I feel bad for him because I feel like a lot of people are going to shit on his season of The Witcher. And like it's, I'm it's, sure it's not his fault. It's going to get canceled after season four. I'm telling it, you right now. It, it could, yeah. It's not going to. It's not going to live up to it unless they somehow remedy it or in the, in that time. I I don't see that happening at this. I point. would be pissed if they started making more book accurate of Gerald with Liam Hemsworth because I'd be like, what the fuck? I don't think that's going to happen. I don't think it's going to happen. It might get canceled. Who knows what happens? Or whatever. Oh shit! I just dropped my beer. Oh shit! <clears throat> but I think what's going to happen is um. Uh, it's just gonna be like last season of Game of Thrones. Ah. Like season eight, where everything's rushed. Yeah, it's not gonna make sense. It's not gonna be based off of anything because it had no ending to really like anchor it. Right. So, I'm not looking forward to it. I like, mean, we'll see. I think we got you know pretty. Is season three out for The Witcher yet, or is it coming out? It's coming out soon. Okay, so I mean, we we still have you know three great seasons of Henry Cavill as Gerald. We'll see how season four happens, but it really... What? Geralt. Geralt? No. Harji. I don't know, man. I'm not going to pronounce his colonizer names correctly. What? He's a white people name. It's a Swedish-based novel. It's still white. I don't think they colonized a damn thing except for Ikea. I don't know. It's still right. white. Whatever. But, yeah, I don't, like, I just, I don't see Liam Hemsworth in the same role. I don't think so either. I mean, he just doesn't have the same presence that Henry Cavill does. Definitely doesn't. He's not his brother. So. Yeah. I was thinking about that too. I was like, if Chris Hemsworth replaced him, would I feel the same way? I honestly don't think he would even do yeah, quite the job. So I'm trying to think, who who would probably actually who carry would him? be a good Gerald? <clears throat> You'd have to go really outside the box. I wouldn't be opposed to uh... Ron Perlman. He's too old, man. I mean, Witchers are hundreds of years old. Yeah, but he's literally too old. He, dude. Ron Perlman would be a good... Uh, who's the older Witcher? Whose name I can't remember right now. Oh, I forgot his name, too, but I know who you're talking about. Oh, he's awesome in the games. I love him. I can't think of his name right now. But he would be great as that. He would be. I think... Maybe Tom Hiddleston would be good in it if he bumped up a bit, but... I don't know. Yeah! He'd have to buff up a lot, my guy. Tom Hiddleston would be good. I mean... Uh, the other fucking wild card for me would be uh, Daniel Radcliffe or Taron Egerton or Egerton. Egerton. <clears throat> Those would be my other two picks. I want to see Daniel Radcliffe in literally anything. I love him. I, I still got to watch the. That's all, folks. The Weird Al movie that he's in. I heard. I heard people enjoyed it. I mean, it's not the best movie, but just just because it's a fucking spectacular. Obviously, it's not accurate, and it's fucking. I'm exactly. It's, it's well, weird, like, god dang L. Also, total respect for Daniel Radcliffe, because I feel like ever since he finished the Harry Potter movies, he's like, I got fucking money for days so I can do whatever fucking project Have you I seen have. Guns Akimbo? Yeah, when he has guns stuck I in his hand. I love that movie. It is so <laughs> weird. It's very weird. It's so funny. I love Daniel Radcliffe. He can do anything. Yeah, he also did the one where like he's a Swiss Army man knife. Yeah, and he's it's like Paul Dano and like his dead body. Yeah. Like, What? Like, he's doing the weirdest projects imaginable, and yeah, I he, love it. I think the first movie I saw him after Harry Potter was, like, Horns, was it called? Yes, Horns. That was pretty decent. I liked that one a lot. That was good. That was a good cult classic. He's also on that TBS show with uh, Steve Buscemi. Uh, uh, Makers or something like Miracle that? Workers, I think. Miracle Workers, that's what it's called. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's so, great in that. Yeah. He's hilarious. He's so good. He's I very good. I fucking love Daniel Radcliffe. Yeah. Damn, I'd love to see him more stuff. I know, I think recently they said, like, he said the rumors of him being Wolverine was just a press tour rumor. Like, he never... Yeah, that didn't seem like it made sense to me, and yet, I'd still be interested to see it. Yeah. I'm not gonna say I wouldn't like to see it, but it doesn't make too much sense. But, you know, I guess, you know, like, The Witcher's Laws is DC fans' game, so they get full... (coughs) Full-time Henry Cavill as Superman. No mustache scenario this time around. That's real. You know, I heard that the reason he, like, cocked his, like, biceps in that Mission Impossible It's because they were is... filming the scene so long that his arms were getting tired, yeah. so he did it to kind of, like, wake up his arms, and yeah. the director just liked it a lot, so he was like, do it again. And I was like, hell yeah, I'm cocking the guns all day long now. <laughs> I'm just like, if we're going to cock the guns, you better win that fucking fight. Seriously. Like, I love that. I also would definitely want not want to fight Henry Cavill. Like, Absolutely man. not. I'd be like, can we just hug this out, please, brother? Please, my gamer brother. You definitely will. 
But I just want him to pick me up. With him full time as Superman, like, do you have any ideas or what you like to see in his upcoming Superman movie? I want to see his get him get his ass whooped by Black Adam, like I told you he would. That's not gonna happen. It's not gonna happen. But fine. I. You have an expectation. Like, what do you want to see different? Obviously, for me, I want to see more personality. I want to see more of his human personality. Um, None of this, like, oh, it's like, oh, I'm the all-powerful being, and I have such a hard time living. And they play on him being an alien so much. Yeah. Which, like, I mean, yes, he is, and obviously that's... Yes, he is, but it just, to me, it shows that you've never read the comic book, because he grew up a human. <clears throat> yeah. Um, I, don't, I don't really have, like, a particular interest in where it goes, I just hope they actually stick to some source material. Like, the whole thing about the Snyderverse is that, like, it's based on nothing. Like, the first fucking movie, he kills Zod. Superman does not kill. Exactly. Like, like I'm all for adapting your own story and everything, but pay respect to the source material. It literally violates the character's, like, credo. Yeah, I mean, the dude had fucking Batman using guns. So at that point, I was just like, yeah, this is definitely... Yeah, this is not 80s Batman where he was just, like, roided up and being written by a bunch of writers on coke and shit like yeah. that. And a lot of people were saying, it's like, well, he's the Dark Knight version of Batman. I'm like, the Dark Knight version of Batman literally doesn't kill anybody. There's a whole comic panel where he's like, snaps a gun in two, saying, this is the weapon of the enemy. We did not use it. Batman doesn't fucking use guns. And Superman, Superman does, does not, not kill. kill. So. <clears throat> there we go. As long as they stick to some sort of source material, I don't care which storyline it is, but also this is going to feed into a larger DC universe like we were talking about last time. This can play into, like, Green Lanterns and everything like that. You can get into, like, a whole, um, uh, oh my god, why can't I think of the name of it? Uh, like, you can get into, like, a whole Crisis universe and everything like that. If they honestly, okay, so th- there are talks of, like, restoring the Snyderverse and stuff right, like right. that. If they really wanted to, they could do a Crisis reboot. <gasps> That'd be funny. They that. could do a Crisis reboot. That'd be wild. And just reset everything. But I feel like in order to do that properly, you need to, like, really plan that. You gotta lay some it just, groundwork. It can't be like one or two movies. It's like, no, that needs to be the end. Like the, the Marvel phase yeah. one through four and shit like that. Yeah, yeah. I agree. But if they wanted to, they could just absolutely reset. Sorry, guys, I'm burping on camera. But they could just absolutely reset the timeline Yeah. using Henry Goodville. I don't know if they're gonna have him for that many movies. Who knows? I mean, I, mean, I know his original contract was for six movies, so. Six and he's done three? I guess, but I don't know what the new. I think after a certain amount of time, it might have, contract might have been voided. So I don't know what the new deal is about. But dude, even down the line, because there's like great like old band Superman stories and stuff like that too. Yeah, because you do a Kingdom Come Superman when he has like the white hair. Yes, exactly, exactly. So oh, he would look so good as Kingdom Come Superman. Oh yeah, because the fucking uh, Brandon Ruth did it for the CW universe, and I was just like, that's so good. I love Brandon Ruth. Yeah, he's so fucking entertaining. He's so funny. He really is. I still think one of my favorite roles for him was in Zack and Mary makes porno, where he playing like the. I love that movie. <laughs> like, what was it? Like the gay superstar quarterback? <clears throat> yeah, 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 yeah. So great. What alongside Justin Long? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. One of uh, Kevin Smith's very few movies that he did not write that he actually did direct. <laughs> Fun fact Crazy. about that one. Yeah. Crazy. But I guess uh, back to Superman. Uh, potential villains for his upcoming movie. Do you have any ideas? Uh, I mean, they already f- fucked it up with Doomsday in the worst way possible. And Zod. I feel like even then, Doomsday, I feel like still too soon. It was way too soon for Batman vs. Superman. He's literally one of like his endgame villains. Not Maybe not endgame or anything like that. And then they blew the load with Darkseid yeah. pretty early. Well, Darkseid is definitely a Justice League villain. That's what I'm saying. Like They're going to have to set that one up a whole lot more. So, I don't even know where you go. You're going to have to really dive into Lex, because they haven't really touched on Lex a ton. I mean, they have Jesse Eisenberg in like, the first... Movie, but that was a Zod. That was a Zod villain movie. Recast Lex for me, in my opinion. (laughs) I I think he's fine. I think he's okay. I don't really care too much about that. It's just that like his storyline wasn't good. Wasn't good. I also feel like Jesse. It was just like xenophobic. Yeah, I just feel like Jesse Eisenberg was basically being like what Elon Musk would be in real life, if he could. Which don't tell me he's not fucking Lex Luthor in real life, buying out Twitter and. fucking fire and everybody and stuff like that. Yeah, but it's not as smart as Lex. I mean, he's putting people on Mars. Who knows? We'll see. I think for me, potential bad guys, maybe the Parasite. <clears throat> Parasite would be fun. Maybe maybe Parasite could be like a smaller villain. Uh, maybe Brainiac 
could be the bad guy. Oh, Brainiac. Because Brainiac plays into so much, too. Because yeah. then you get the future Brainiac and everything like that. There's a whole lineage of Brainiac you can put in there. Yeah, obviously we can't do Zod or any other Kryptonians because that's already been done. Um, but, yeah, I would definitely say Parasite, uh, Brainiac. What's another villain for him that they could use? Um, one I would actually Clay like to see. Man. <laughs> Clayman's actually Batman. I know, but still, he, he deals with all of them at some point. If you're uh, gonna get into Justice League, I feel like if they, I feel like the Toy Maker could be made into a very deadly villain. Actually, Toy Maker toys with Kryptonite. I feel like that could work if done yeah. properly. But again, like I said last time, like every Superman story just comes down to make Superman weak so you can fight him. I feel like I feel like with the Toy Maker though, if they play more to like his humanity side, like he. Toymaker puts the people he cares about in danger where like he has to like okay. surrender himself. Okay. Okay. We're talking now. We're doing some stuff. I don't think that would work for a movie though. I, I think that's too subtle for a movie. I could definitely see like in a series or something like that, but maybe. For maybe. a movie, too subtle. But there's ideas. There's tons of stuff out there. There's yeah, a there's whole some... world of opportunities what and we're trying to get. And seeing James Gunn's work in Suicide Squad, I feel like he would definitely deliver on a Great Superman. Yeah, I think there's a lot of potential there. As long as we play to Superman's humanity side more and less of him about being a god amongst people. Yeah, or just like an alien. Like the the whole premise of the first Superman movie is just like xenophobia, and I don't like that (laughs) as my basis for movies. Yeah, no, a lot of people think that the real personality of Superman is him being Superman, but it's actually Clark Kent. Clark Kent is who he actually is. That's like his real, that's his real like person, I guess. Yes, face basically. Whereas Batman is just Batman. (laughs) Yeah, Batman is just Batman. And I remember I think it was in one of the animated series where like he gets like hypnotized or something. Yeah, they read his mind or something like that. Yeah, and then they were saying it's like, how'd you realize it was fake? He's like, because he kept calling me Bruce. Yeah. He's like, what do you mean, aren't you Bruce? Like, yeah, but in my head I referred to myself as Batman. And I'm like, that's my guy. Dude, Batman the animated series, best thing to ever come out of media. Oh yeah. But like I said, there's a lot of potential in there for. The DC Universe, which is now called the DC Universe, actually. It's not called the DC Extended Universe. Now it's just the DC Universe. Okay. Well, are they going to include TV series? Do they have more series coming out? Not. I think Green Lantern is the only one so far. I don't know. I don't know how... Oh, the HBO one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't know how this is going to tie in with uh, Aquaman and Wonder Woman or what's going to happen going forward. I'm um, telling you, man. Crisis. Reboot that shit. Maybe. I mean, reboot I know... It all. Also, we have that Blue Beetle film coming out, too, so... Wait, what? There's a Blue Beetle film? Yeah, there's a Blue Beetle film coming out. Wait, um, which Blue Beetle? Uh, Jamie Reyes. Nice! Yeah. Okay, wait, who's playing Jamie Reyes? Um, he's one of the dudes that was in Cobra Kai. Mm-hmm. I don't remember his name. I only watched, a f- like, a season and a half of that. But he's basically the only Latino in fucking Cobra Kai. <clears throat> the main character, then? Okay, then yes. I never watched Cobra oh, Kai. Oh, he's awesome. So. You should watch Cobra Kai. Did you ever like the Karate Kid movies? I didn't. Watch it. Watch Cobra Kai. Right. You would like it. Um, I had <laughs> I had to stop watching because at one point there was like a scene that was giving me so much secondhand cringe I could not <laughs> continue watching. But other than that, the show's awesome. I love it. It's right. super cool. I mean, I've seen, I've seen clips here of it here and there on YouTube, which piqued my interest, but I just never. Dude, it's so good. Watch it. But also because like I'm rewatching uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah. And uh, Barney's love for Billy Zabka <laughs> just cracks me up every time. So watching Billy Zabka. Yeah, I heard the whole premise of the show came off that like idea pitched in uh, How I Met Your Mother. Yeah, that doesn't surprise me. It was so good. That's how influential that show was. It was a good show. It just ended poorly. Wasn't my favorite. It's the worst ending for me. I think, I think that's the whole reason why I haven't gone back to watch that show. I think rewatching it, it makes more sense. I don't know. Honestly, Same I just think people were like looking for a payoff that they well, didn't get, but really the whole story was about Robin all along. I don't know. I, I disagree with that because I feel like the whole title is how I met your mother, and then like they the whole final season is spent over a weekend, and like that's too much. Like we don't get time of Ted being married to the mother or like seeing the relationship together. Yeah. I mean, it's not the best, don't get me wrong. I just think it's better than people give it credit for. Yeah. Rewatch it, man. Rewatch I rewatch it. it, but, like, I don't know. I just, I just feel like it's just... I got my friend on it, and she was, like, complaining about me having her watch a show, and then she was like, oh, I've already blown through two seasons. And I was like, <laughs> good. Totally. Yeah, I don't know. I just feel like they really fumbled the bag on the ending there. 
eh, they tried to do something out of the box. Whatever. They really did. They really tried to subvert expectations, and it fucking failed. Badly, for me, in my opinion. I, I, I think everyone was just more excited to see how the fuck they were going to make Ted Mosby Bob Saget. Because Bob Saget <laughs> does the voiceover for that show. I don't know. I did start watching the spin-off How I Met Your Father. Ugh. It's not bad. Hillary Duff's in it. Hillary Duff is in it. Originally, Andrew Santino, Chicago comedian, shout outs to the Red Rocket, uh, was supposed to be in that show. And he said it was the worst pilot he's ever worked on because everything went wrong. Wow. And so they recast basically everybody in that show. Uh, and I can't imagine it's good. I enjoyed the first Because one. also, I want to say Anders from um, Workaholics was in that uh, first pilot season too before they recast everybody. Never watched it. So. You never watched Workaholics? I know the character. I mean, I know the actors, but I never. Bruh! That show's great. But you watched the the Workaholics movie on Netflix. It wasn't an actual Workaholics movie, but I can't think of the name of it right now. But it's basically. Dead. I remember watching the movie. We watched it like. Yeah, we watched it together. But I like, just I don't know. <clears throat> well, regardless, I love Durs, and he was in that movie. I there was a point to there. It's gone now. It's gone now. Carry on, folks. I don't know. Should we talk about our drink today? Uh, the drink that I have spilled. Sorry, guys. Uh, I hope he edits that out, but now that I'm talking about it, I think maybe he won't. I'm definitely not going to edit it out. Ah, God damn it. But anyways, we are drinking uh, Rogue Bat Squatch Hazy IPA right now. Hell yeah. Uh, which Keddy brought, and he was like, yeah, I thought this would be cool to try. And I was like, you know we both tried this when it first came out. Don't recall. But as I'm talking about that, I realized that's Foggy Geezer that I was thinking of, not Bat Squatch. Mm. But it's the same vibe. It's like... Punk band vibes. The can looks logo. really cool. So it's cool. We love a bat squatch. Yeah, <clears throat> looks like Man Bat from Batman. He does look like Man Bat. He's a hundred percent Man Bat. That's why I like it so much. Uh, but yeah, I don't remember this. I've had this before. I don't remember it being as tasty as it is right now. Uh, it is. What? I don't remember having this, but maybe I have. You might not have, because like I said, I'm I'm conflating this with uh, the other know, one that I said. Can it says dedicated to the legend, so. <clears throat> The man, myth, the myth, the legend. But it's super good. Uh, hazy IPA, so it's super juicy tasting. 6.7%. Yeah. Uh, it actually really conveniently has a flavor profile printed on the can. So it leads towards tropical hops and citrus hops. Uh, interesting. Yeah, I know, right? Isn't that cool? Yeah. Um, very low malts, very low bitters, very low pine. So honestly, it tastes pretty juicy. It, it tastes tells you what to pair it with. White cheddar, grilled salmon, strawberry shortcake. Okay, so they're doing this right. I really like this. I'm a big it's fan of this branding and everything like that. The can is, is, is cool. Is the brewery called Rogue? Or what's yeah, the brewery's Rogue. Okay. Um, I forget what else they have. I've had a couple of their things before. I just can't think of them off the top of my head. I wonder if they do this to all their cans. Uh, I think they do because they, they care. Like That's one of the things yeah. that sets them apart. It's a good touch of quality. Yeah, so get yourself some Bat Squatch Hazy IPA from Rogue. It's really tasty. If we're going to put this in the Pantheon, where would you put this? Does it crack the top three? I think it cracks my top three, at least. Yeah? Does I think, it, I all think right, this so, replaces the mimosa for me. <clears throat> Ooh, okay, so I think this replaces the Mexican lager for me. Because I really like the mimosa sour. I'm trying to, trying to keep the different palate, but I think this one, I think... The mimosa sour is good, but I think it was just too sour for me, but it was yeah. definitely more flavorful. This one, I feel like... Is what the mimosa sour should be to me. Ju- juicy and stuff like yeah, that? Yeah, Okay, I get what you're saying about that. But I think this, unfortunately, does the same thing that the Voodoo Ranger does. Not as good, though, and not as strong. Hmm. But I still think it's better than a Mexican locker. Just because Mexican locker, like... You know what? Fuck it. For the sake of actually keeping things... <laughs> You know, with uh, varieties of spice of life and everything like that, Mexican locker stays. Rogue Bat Squatch, you are close and maybe dedicated to the legend, but you are not one of the legends today. Uh, for me, Aaron mm-hmm. places the most the most sour, so. Hater. I'm not hating, I'm just saying, like, I do. Hater! I prefer this more. Hater! But definitely check it out. Rogue Bat Squatch, India Pale Ale. Hater's gonna hate. How strong is this? Uh, 6.7%. And for the record, folks, this is going to be the last beer wreck we have for a little while. Uh, I have not really been drinking a whole lot, and I've uh, kind of missed the ball on Sober October. So I am doing a no-drink November. He said no-nut November. Uh, sir, I would die if that was the case. 
Uh, no, but I'm doing a no drink November. I'm sobering up. So um, what are we going to replace with the break segment here then? Uh, I don't know. Right. All right. If anyone actually cares about the beer segment, let us know and we'll bring it back at some point. I mean, obviously, we're going to bring it back after November. Obviously, I'm going to like help you go through No Drink November. We will too. We will bring it back because uh, I do enjoy beers. Uh, I'm just trying to get to a point where they are not uh, so tasty to me. But... Uh, Different Mountain Dew flavored sodas. Code Red. Can't be stopped. I mean, there's a bunch of new ones now. Is there a bunch of new ones? Yeah. I mean, we got the Flaming Hot Cheeto <laughs> Okay. Oh, maybe we just do weird. Wait, have you ever had Jones Soda? I don't think I've ever heard of that. Yeah. Okay, Jones Soda is known for making super duper weird flavors of soda. All right. For November, we'll do sodas. Just so Bumbling Bee here can do no drink November. Oh. Okay. I'm excited about this now. Jones Soda. Cool. Also, he's doing no not November. Uh, TBD. We will <laughs> find out. And I guess our next topic here, as related to, you know, hiring people who are not a fan of the work, is Bo DeMaio was a writer on the Witcher series, and he was the one who came out and said that a lot of people in the writing room weren't fans of the source material. And yeah. just plain hated it. But... They would openly mock people who were like, oh, this isn't like the books and stuff like that, which is absolutely insane. Yeah, like, how, how are you, how are you going to actively dislike the se- the game series and the books? Like, it's it's awful to me, especially, like, I expect some form of professionalism, you know? Who, all right, so it. who is Bo DeMaio, though? Like, why 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 does his name mean something to us? His name means something to us because now he's, he's hired as a showrunner for the X-Men 97 animated series that's going to premiere on Disney+. Plus. Wait, what? Yeah. X-Men 97? Yeah. The re... They're continuing the X-Men animated series. What? Yes. He's the showrunner for it. It's been in the works for a while now. I don't know how far along they're in development, but it should be coming out maybe next year. They're picking up the old X-Men? Yeah. A lot of people think that this is going to tie into the MCU. <gasps> I don't know if that's going to be happening or not. I mean, I would prefer for it to be its own thing, like standalone away yeah, from Yeah, like MCU. keep animation out of yeah. like the, the live-action MCU. I mean, obviously, if you're going to make animated series for the MCU, do like What If... But, like, X-Men 97... I yeah, What If was fine. Yeah. But still... Yeah, so he's going to be the head that's, runner. That's one of the best comic book adaptations. Oh, yeah, of all, like, all fucking X-Men... That theme song? Yeah. Oh, my God, I can't wait to hear yeah. that again. But what I really do respect and love about Bo DeMaio is that his one rule working on this show is you needed to be a fan oh 100% which yeah 100% like, that's the way you do it because that's how you deliver a quality product yeah and like yes you can branch off and do like yeah like you can do your own adaptations thing. but like if you're openly mocking the source material like they were on The Witcher yeah then it's just like and they lost their leading man because of that I exactly talk, I, I apparently talk way too much about Henry Cavill on this podcast because the dude's a fellow nerd like us. He just wants to deliver good stuff. Dude's a dude. I want to yeah. hang out with them. I mean, you can always play WoW with him. I could never get into WoW, man. You know, I did play WoW for the longest time, and I stopped <clears> playing because it started being a pay. Uh, yeah, such is life. Such and nice. if my parents were just... And if my parents were probably had some money and they were able to afford it, I probably would have definitely kept on playing. Uh, yeah. But alas, it wasn't meant to be. <laughs> I don't know why that made me laugh so hard. <laughs> but alas, you <laughs> dramatic motherfucker. But I do appreciate, though, that his number one rule is in order to work on it, you need to be a fan. I think that should be a rule for anything. Like, it's outrageous to me. That actually brings up um, a story I just saw recently. The uh, uh, the actor who mocapped and voice acted Starkiller in The Force Unleashed... Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, Sam Whitworth. So, was it? Sam Whitworth. Sam Whitworth. There we go, there we go, there we go. Um, Phenomenal actor. He's awesome. I love him. He, it, like, everything he does is so good. Yeah, he played Doomsday in Smallville. Yeah, he did. And I think he also played the vampire in the English adaption of Almost Human. Okay. I wouldn't be surprised. He's awesome. But, so anyways... I recently saw, like, an old interview pop up with him about when he knew he got the role. And it's because he was doing a voice recording, uh, or he was doing, like, a a screen test 
for the role of Starkiller. Right, right. Uh, and this is when he is putting together a lightsaber and like he's super tense and like like focused and like angry and like putting it together and stuff like that. And mm-hmm. uh, the director stopped it and he was like, cut, cut, this is supposed to be like a meditative process, like putting together the lightsaber and like this is really connecting to the kyber crystal and everything like that. And he's like, well, yes, but Starkiller was raised a Sith. I can guarantee he's never been taught how to meditate a day in his life. So this is him actively fighting the process of meditation. Which is what you would expect. Exactly. And so the director at the time was like, cut, say less. That's all I needed to hear. You got the part. Because he just understood the source material so well. I feel like when you understand the source material as an actor, you're going to deliver a much better performance. And so much more authentic as well. Yeah. And the, the dude is a phenomenal voice actor, too. I don't know... He voiced the representation of the dark side of the Force in the Clone Wars series. I don't know if you knew that. He literally was the dark side. Yeah. That's so funny. And, like, if, <laughs> I watched the behind-the-scenes recording of him voice acting, and him switching his voice from going from Darth Vader to Emperor Palpatine to Darth Bane, I was just, like, in awe. Just wow. Like, Holy fuck. I was just like, this dude has fucking range. Like, his Palpatine dude. copy voice... All right. Jesus Christ. Running theme on this podcast is voice actors are incredible. They're incredible. They I love so a good voice actor. Work. Hell yeah. I wish I had the voice of voice actor. Maybe I can. Who knows? I mean, One of these days. Catch me, folks. Back then, I did study a little bit of voice acting, and I think I definitely want to get back into it. Not because I want to do voice acting. I just feel like it would It's just me. a cool-ass skill to have. It's a cool-ass dude. skill, but I feel like it would also help me deliver better recordings here for our podcast for our listeners you do great man guys let us know in the comments doesn't Keddy have the best radio voice i don't know i i i don't welcome once again to the diversions (laughs) podcast i don't hear it i don't don't believe it i'm just trying my best to deliver quality guys hype him up in the comments let us know we love Keddy. we love his voice it's smooth as silk oh god i really don't believe that i i i am convinced myself that i have a robotic voice it works so I do have a robotic voice. No, no, no. You have like a, you have like the old fifties transatlantic voice, of like, welcome back to our program. I don't know, but I definitely do want to voice like work on like my voice acting roles a bit, cause do it. I don't want to do it right now. Do it. I mean, I not right now, but I'm just saying like in general, like work on it. Yeah, I support. Yeah, you. I want to love work, you, buddy. I want to work on it because like I know a lot of people have asked me to like be a dungeon master for your D&D campaign. And I'm like, Dude, I, wanna, I, I wanna, want you to be DMI campaign because... I want to be able to change my voice. I hope you're not listening right now, but Ashley, please, restart the campaign. She's busy with her scene school. Ah, She's you're so great. busy. I'm so proud of you, Ashley. Give me a hand for Ashley. You're killing it, but also, Lord Varys, the swift hand, needs to get <laughs> back in action, all right? I don't know. I feel like the, the one voice I nailed down pretty good was the, what's it, his name from Big Mouth? The old demon, or the old hormones. Oh, the old hormones. Oh, new season, by the way. Oh, yeah, I forgot about that. I, I know, right? It just came out on Friday, so yeah. let's check that out. I'm going to check that out when I get home. Um, uh, not Maury. Uh, oh, crap. Why can't I think of his name? He's so fucking funny. He's very funny. Oh, wait. Dude. Did you see Nick Kroll's stand-up special? I actually going to hate that. I never watch anyone's stand-up fucking special. Unfortunate, I considering haven't, that. I haven't watched a stand-up special since maybe... Dimitri Martin and uh Well Dimitri Martin's our guy. Uh Pablo Francisco. Huevo <laughs> splash, you sexy motherfucker. Little tortilla boy. <laughs> oh god, I love Pablo Francisco. But um yeah, no, Nick Kroll's stand up special. Really good. Check it out. Like it's on Netflix. I'll definitely check it out. Dude, I you know me. I'm a comedy guy. I yeah. love stand up. So um oh wait. Okay, we should go to some stand up. Alright, we're gonna talk about this off camera, but we are uh I'm I'm dragging Keddy to some clubs, <laughs> but basically I I guess I did, what was it? We we're like at a bar one day and like I did the voice of that hormone monster and you're just like holy fuck. <laughs> I'm still so mad I can't think of his name right now. I really can't think of it, but I was just like call him a little bit, but you know, you fucking call him, but you know, Carvel. I grind with the popper. Oh, I'm trying to find his name right now. I hate this. I can't type right now. The hormone. I don't know if that's a good rendition of the voice, but that's my best attempt so far right now. Uh, it's 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 been better, but it's probably has been better. But I've been drinking too. Uh, true. These bad squatch folks. Rick. It's Rick. It's Rick. I thought it's it was Rick. Rick, but I wasn't sure. Come on, baby. 
Come on, Bubble. You know how to do. I say Bubble Bath, like Connie. I can't, dude. How fucking uh, Bubble Bath. I love my Rudolph. Yeah, I've, I was trying to think of the life for me what her name was, but yeah, how mild Rudolph delivers that line is fucking. Bubble Bath. It's so much bass in the beat. There's really so. I don't know how them them does. lips be doing work. Yeah. I, I don't know how voice actors do it, but it's Bubba fucking phenomenal. To me, voice actors definitely deserve more credit than live action actors. They're so good. They're, They're so very good. good. This is this could easily become a voice actor podcast, and I would be one day, okay with one it. One day will be. I feel like I would if I, as long as I practice more, I'll definitely get there. True, true, true. I'll definitely get there. But continuing with our X Men theme here is ninety X Men series still one of the best adaptions ever. Do you think any anything else can be thrown there? I don't know if you have watched any other X Men series. Obviously, for me, X Men Evolution always a blaze. Dude, Evolution was awesome. <clears throat> But you can definitely tell it was a product of its times. Like, the 90s X-Men was just so good. So, the 90s X-Men... I feel 90s X-Men definitely had a longer running time than the X-Men Evolution. So, yeah. I feel like we never got to see X-Men Evolution okay. truly, like, blossom. I'm going to say this, and it's not going to make sense, but I'm going to say it anyways. 90s X-Men felt like a comic book show. Whereas X-Men Evolution felt like a cartoon based on a comic book. Does that make sense to you? That does make sense to me, actually, yes. Okay, so that's where I feel like why the 90s X-Men was so good is that it took all of these stories. Because, I mean, like, X-Men Evolution, they invented a lot of characters for it. Spike was created for that show. Yeah. Uh, and then, like... I mean, because even though there was already another character in the X-Men universe with similar powers, her name was Bone Marrow. Yeah. But, yeah. Yeah, and so they, they just took Spike and just made him a new character... Uh, what the nephew of Aurora? Yeah, or something like that. Yeah. Um, so that just felt like cartoon first, comic book second. Whereas the '90s one felt like an adaptation of the comic book. Oh yeah, because I feel like X Men Evolution came out right on the heels of the X Men movies, actually. Yeah, it did, didn't it? Yeah. Man, those X Men movies came out a long time ago. They really did. Hugh Jackman is ageless. Holy shit! He's coming back for Deadpool three as Wolverine. Which. I love that. Like, this is going to be hilarious. Him just fucking with Deadpool the entire... Or him yeah. just, like, Deadpool fucking with um, Wolverine the entire time. If they can find a way to get Tom Holland in there as Spider-Man as well... <laughs> That'd be pretty great, but we'll see what happens. Because that would just be so funny. Because in the comics, you know, Deadpool loves Spider-Man and yeah. Spider-Man does not love him back. It's so funny. That'd be really funny. Folks. That would be so great. But have you also watched the other X-Men animated series, uh, Wolverine and the X-Men? Uh... That's not the anime, is it? It's not the anime. No. It's not the anime. No, I have no. not seen it then. There are also X-Men animes. I think it's like Wolverine, the anime series, X-Men, the Which anime series. Which raw as fuck. It's got very um, Van Helsing vibes with the animation yeah. style. Yeah, yeah. The animation looks fucking good, and it's like pretty neat to look at, but the story, so poor. I mean, it's so it's an anime. They don't need to work. They either focus on story or they focus on animation, and only you, the cream of the... You can do both. You can definitely do Yeah, both. the best ones do. Yeah. But then you also sometimes get, like, a Tenchi Muyo. I don't know. But Wolverine the X-Men, for me, was another great animated series. Um, uh, again, unfortunately, also didn't get to live up to its full potential because it got canceled. Shit always gets canceled, man. And it's crazy. I mean, which is only gives you, you know, like, how crazy it was that the X-Men 90s series got to go for on for so long. You know what it is? Because this just dawned on me. DC has so much better luck with... TV series, at least like historically, because I feel like they have partnerships with like Warner Brothers and well, Fox and yeah, stuff they, like that. They, they, they got the bankroll from Warner Brothers, basically. Whereas Marvel never really had that until that, until this like Disney yeah. buyout like yeah. a few years ago and stuff like that. Marvel never had a home for series. I mean, even the series that they had back then was just like not top notch. It was like second rate at best. Because like if you, I don't know if you remember the Iron Man animated series. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. And the Fantastic Four, and Incredible Hulk. I kind of like the Fantastic Four. The it Incredible was a, Hulk it was, was funny. It, it was good for its time. It's definitely a product of its time. I don't know why that just reminded me of the Godzilla animated series. Which one? With the God, there's more than one Godzilla animated. Yeah, you series. have the Hanna Barbera one. And yes. You have the '98 one with continuing off from Matthew Broderick's Godzilla movie. No, I'm talking about the Hanna-Barbera one where, like, oh, with, with, with baby Godzilla. That's Godzuki. 
like they just give each other thumbs up and stuff like that. I love that series. That series is so good. That's such a Hanna Barbera cartoon. Yeah, it is very much a Hanna Barbera cartoon. So much credit to Hanna Barbera, actually. They did a lot of stuff for animation. Yeah, Hanna Barbera and Tex Avery to me are the Tex Avery, Bob Clampett, um, yeah, Chuck Jones. Uh, who else I can go with? Uh, that might be it. I'm pretty sure there's more, but yeah, I mean. I, Everything I learned by animation was just watching a bunch of stuff over in Cartoon Network. Yeah, I I feel those, like, I feel those like guys are absolute legends in the industry yeah. for a good reason. I feel like this is maybe this is something we should bring up in another episode. It's like the focus on animators and animation back then in Cartoon Network because they had like the Bob Clampett show where they would like bring up those little episodes that he directed and created and animated on. And give me, give me some examples of Bob Clampett work. Uh, I can't really name any off the top of my head, right, but like it, it was called the, the Bob Clampett show. They were like show all the stuff that he worked on and in between the commercial breaks instead of going to commercial they would do like little snippets of trivia on his work and what he did and how he achieved that like scene and stuff like that okay I think he's one of the original Bugs Bunny creators maybe I'm not 100% sure I would have to research that again yeah yeah no no Bob Clampett Porky Pig okay yeah everything so yeah because I was like I know the name but I'm like why do I know this name so yeah, there was there was, they had like a little bit of him over in Cartoon Network. I remember watching it all the time, and I think that's where I actually learned a yeah, lot. Yeah, he was the father anime. of Looney Tunes. Yeah, I learned a lot about animation from watching that show, and I think those was like the text the Tex Avery uh, Hour show or something like that. There was a bunch of stuff. So Tex I, Avery, I remember that whole jingle, man. Yeah, I think I think we should definitely focus like on an episode on that. Dude, I would love to talk about animation with you because you know so much about animation, and I just. I love animation, but I, I don't know enough about it. Yeah, no, I definitely do love animation. I studied it for a bit in college, but obviously I don't I don't have the drawing talent. I want to say the talent. I don't have the work rate. Cause Those animation, guys pump yeah, shit It's out. not that you don't need talent. Obviously, talent plays a good part in it, but you also need to have good work ethic because like, it's, it's day in, day out. You gotta yeah, you got, you got to be drawn yeah. from sunup to sundown. And then I also learned a lot from what also inspired me to do podcasts in the first place was the Pizza Party podcast. Pizza Party. I don't know if I ever introduced you to that podcast. I think you did. I can't remember if I listened to it or not. I think I did. Shout out to Pan Pizza. That dude doing big stuff now, I hope. Hey, Mazel Tov. So, yeah. But, yeah, I definitely learned a lot about animation from watching Cartoon Network and a bunch of, like, these little, like, variety show hours where, like, they do, like, little tidbits of trivia and all that shit. Which, I mean, obviously, you know, like, I'm pretty good at trivia for some Dude, reason. Dude, this is, this is my goat when it comes to trivia night. I take them everywhere I go. We yeah. should do a trivia night soon. We definitely should. We should probably maybe even think about hosting one, so. <gasps> Ooh. All right, I'm down. But, yeah, I... Out of those three, like, X-Men series, I think, obviously, the 90s X-Men series definitely stands up top. It was just so good. I, I, I think... <laughs> I hate that of all of the amazing animation and storyline and voice acting that goes into it, the one thing I think about about that show is the sad Wolverine touching the Jean Grey picture <laughs> meme. <laughs> That's what everyone ever, ever thinks about, to be honest. It just cracks me up every time. That's one of my favorite meme formats. It's a, great, it's, a, it's a great fucking meme, I'm not going to lie. It's just a fucking great series in general. I think it's still to date the only media adaptation to do the uh, Dark Phoenix Saga correctly. <clears throat> I honestly forgot that was a movie. <laughs> I, I saw like a... Like... Well, I mean, you have X-Men United We Stand and then Dark Phoenix. Both, both, okay. both of them were by the same writer... Really? Same writer who, I guess, had a second chance to do the Dark Phoenix saga again. And somehow, he did not learn his lessons from the first time, because he definitely fucking fumbled the bag the second time. <laughs> so, it just goes to show you, like, obviously, this dude ain't it. He ain't it. God, I can't believe I forgot the Dark Phoenix movie existed. Yeah, I know. But, you got anything else for us today? Oh... I thought I wrote something now, but I think we cover most of it. I really just wanted to talk about Henry Cavill, apparently. Because that's all oh, I talk yeah. about on this podcast anymore is yep. Henry Cavill. I, I promise you next week Henry Cavill will not be on our topics. Unless he is. But we'll I was going to say, don't count us out, folks. Because I'll find a way to talk about him. Yeah, man. But, Damn. All right. So I'm super excited about this X-Men series. Yeah. That like really that like made my day. Yeah, I'm, I'm very excited for it, especially now that I know the people who work on it have to be a fan. So definitely... It's caught my attention. <sighs> Maybe they'll get Henry Cavill to do a voice. <laughs> Who would Henry Cavill voice in the X-Men? Don't say Cyclops. Don't be basic. Let's say Beast. 
Ooh, he would be a good Hank. But, you know, we'll see what happens. We'll figure it out as we go along, just like we always do. And, and as always, thanks for listening again to another episode of the Divergence Podcast. I'm your host, Keddy. You can follow me over at uh, GeekNight90 on Instagram and Twitter, I believe. Uh, also, my YouTube channel is also named GeekNight. This is Bumbling B. I got nothing for you folks. I promise I'll work on it. Later, losers. He just doesn't want to share. But thanks for listening. <laughs>